So how's your morning going so far? Oh, you know, I'm not far enough in on the coffee. <laughs> How about you? What year are you, Joe? I am a junior and I'll be going into my senior year, which is just crazy to think about. That is crazy. Where are you from? Are you from Worcester? I am not. So I grew up in <laughs> Connecticut and then we moved to Rhode Island. Oh, little old Rhode Island is famous for you. That's a great song. Do you know that song? Uh, no, but I'll have to listen to it after. <laughs> I'll make sure you know it before our time is up. What's your major? So I'm majoring in marketing and then a concentration in digital marketing, but that's essentially the same as like social media. Oh yeah, excellent. That's kind of what my son is majoring in. That's nice. crazy. Good, good, good. You like Assumption? How I do. How you find Assumption College? So I found Assumption College through my sister and she went there prior to me going there. And okay. I was at Johnson & Wales I was, I want to oh. say, sophomore or junior, and, like, not the opportunities were being, like, present, because it was more of a culinary and hospitality school, yeah. so yeah. with that being said, my sister was like, there is opportunities at Assumption, and then I started looking into it, and then after a while, I was able to get involved with the newspaper on campus, so I'm now currently the arts and entertainment editor. And hopefully next year, if nothing changes, I'll also be in that role as well. That's and great. Thank you. And then in addition to that, I am like a social media assistant for the yearbook. In addition to that, I have this podcast and then I also write for my own website as well. I was looking at your website. It is very impressive for a website for a junior in college. Thank you. It's really cool. How did you get into like music and entertainment being a thing like arts mm -hmm. essentially like at a younger age i was always listening to music so that was something that i just easily gravitated towards well my freshman year going into college i was able to dj a little bit through my cousin's ex-boyfriend who had his set at their house because we were just visiting because it was the holiday season and what happened was he brought it in. I immediately lit up and my parents were like, okay, this is something that he likes. And then through that, I was able to DJ a few parties, a few college parties, anniversaries, birthday <laughs> parties. And then following that, I ended up kind of being like, what can I do in addition to this? Because in the midst of all that, I was also the like intern for like the local radio station. So I knew that I enjoyed interviewing people and learning about people's stories. So that kind of, I guess, led me to becoming like a content writer. It's awesome. That's a great story. It's really cool. Thank you. It's really, really cool. I'm so excited that we're going to do this this morning. This is going to be really fun for me. Fun, great way to kick off the day to talk to someone who's interested in what we all do in this crazy world because mm -hmm. it's always interesting to get that person's point of view because it's always you could either hear stories about like for example like actors or like tv host and stuff like that but it's different to have it coming from them mm -hmm. so i always find that interesting yeah, me too. Me too. That's really cool. Well, I was looking over your list of questions. I mean, there's nothing nothing off limits, so. Now, what do you consider your strengths and weaknesses? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what are, you, you got right in there, didn't you? You're like, <laughs> yeah, this is, it's good morning, everybody. 
You know what? I'll start with the weaknesses. Um, one of the biggest things that I have struggled with, and I'm I'm a full-blown adult, right? So you'd think I didn't really struggle with this anymore. But um, my biggest hindrance is, is self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you need a little bit of doubt in in yourself in like not in yourself necessarily but you need doubt to like overcome stuff in life right so that's just part of who we are as humans but for me it's definitely been oh you know i'm really you know too old to still be having these unsure moments um so that's been something i feel has really um really really held me back um and just sort of a general like i was kind of fearful as a child so i think that 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 stays with me. Um, and again, it can, it's, it can also be a strength, right? It's mm-hmm. something, something to be overcome. But, um, so that's, that's what I would say about, about that. Um, strengths. I, uh, I'm, I'm good in the outside world. You know, I can, I can chat it up at a party. I feel really comfortable, um, making other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I love taking an interest in someone and watching them like spark and become alive. And I think that that's sort of what, how I kind of became a teacher and why I enjoy that so much. Cause that really putting the focus on someone else, I think is really interesting, big payoff. And I have a sense of humor. Sometimes it's hard to find at nine in the morning, but it's there. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> now kind of going off of that for the teacher, um, role that you currently have what is your ideal work environment do you have one? Oh my gosh well you know I'm a um for your listeners who don't know I I uh, in addition to singing myself I teach singing so that's my my main gig right my main like real world gig if you want to call it that um and I'm a I'm a professor at American University here in Washington DC and I teach private voice um so the ideal work environment is obviously in person mm-hmm. <laughs> and that has not been happening. So this, how you and I are chatting right now on zoom, this is my world, right? This is everybody's world, but for this to be the musical world, that's, that's hard because right. it takes away that in-person experience that you've got to have really, if you're teaching something like mm, singing, we've gotten around that. So I think in terms of environment, sure, certainly being physical, but Barring that, it's being with someone who is open to making change, mm-hmm. to really do, it's a two-way street teaching voice. You've got to listen. Like I teach, I take my own lessons as well to, so that I'm, I can be the best performer that I can be certainly, but also so I can be the best teacher that I can be. And I think that that you've got to stay open as the student. So when I have someone who is willing to try stuff, but is also then willing to say to me, hey, Susan, what, I don't get this. Mm-hmm. That is, that's ideal, right? So an exchange of ideas and an exchange of plasticity, as it were. Now for music, how do you respond under pressure? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and I, I have this conversation with other performer friends. There's something that happens when that light goes on, mm-hmm. right? Whatever kind of light it is. Is it stepping out on stage? And, you know, if you're, is it, a, is it the spotlight that like blacks everything out around it? Is it that moment of, 
um, the recording light goes on, there is something that happens to a performer that, well, this is it. You got to do it, right? Mm-hmm. This, it's time. And it's, and it's magical because everything else falls away. So when that pressure is on you, I don't, I don't think of that as pressure, essentially. I think other people would imagine that it's like pressure. Like yesterday, for example, I sang, um, I sang the national anthem for um, the opening of um, a, a boat situation. Oh. Um, and it was, it was live, but it was outside. Um, and I just, it, it, it doesn't change. You know, mm. I you just step up to that microphone and everything else is, is gone. Mm. And you just, it just takes over like that. Um, so that, and I think that's something that's trained into us as performers, the more that you do it, the more that you naturally respond that way. The other kind of pressure, like, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you have something that's due or, you know, you have to get that. It's interesting talking to someone who does social media, mm-hmm. essentially for what you're looking to do for a living. You know, that that pressure for me, that's scary. So I'll retreat a little and I need to like go find a quiet place and figure out <laughs> how the all the socials work. I have to remind myself every time and figure it out and really dig deep to to make sure that I'm saying what I want to say without, you know, making a misstep. No, it's definitely interesting and I know what you are coming from. Because before COVID and everything, I was able to participate in the SBLI ceremony at Gillette Stadium. So, uh-huh. like, having that, like, rush of, like, adrenaline kind of, like, for, like, entertainment, I know exactly, like, where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It just sort of, it just takes over. And it's your, it's, it's your moment, sure, but it's also, like, you're suddenly in this position of, being able to communicate directly with Thousands an entire audience, right? And it's up to them what they take from it, but it's this like that's what it becomes. It's about communication. Mm-hmm. It's not really about are you giving us some incredible performance? It's what is this person saying and how are they saying it, whatever their medium is in that moment. Now, what is your creative process like? <laughs> I know it's different for everyone. Yeah, it's totally different for everyone, which is kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. I, the the foundation for the creative process, though, I really believe is kind of the same for most artists, right? It's it's what your version of practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. Are you are you flexible enough? Is your instrument, whether it's your painting, whether it's your writing, whether you're playing the tuba, are you and is as in touch with your instrument? And that means stepping up to the page every day, stepping up to the piano every day, consistency, consistency, consistency. Um, but beyond that, for for me personally, if I am doing my own work as opposed to preparing for a play that somebody mm-hmm. else wrote or a musical or, or singing something like the national anthem, if I'm creating my own thing, which I've been doing over the pandemic, then that's different. I've got to strip down and get to that quiet place and really get in touch with Again, it comes back to communication. What do I want to say? Mm-hmm. What am I saying? Like I've been creating these um, essentially like cabaret shows, one woman evenings, but they've they're not you know, they're not about uh, they so far they haven't been about I'm going to step up and sing all the music of like Rodgers and Hammerstein, mm-hmm. which don't get me wrong, I would love to do that. But it's been about how uh, I have a story, I have something to say. How am I going to say it? Which songs am I going to choose? How am I going to connect these stories? in a truthful way that also 
gives people something to see in themselves on the stage. So taking the time, like really setting aside, blocking off on my calendar time to get quiet Mm -hmm. and get focused. Um, And I read a lot, like reading really helps me tap into the subconscious of what what's going on and how I can how I can get it out there. No, it's really interesting because with anything, it's always important to be authentic. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes people interpret like entertainers or even actors as sometimes being unauthentic to get that spotlight per se. Yeah, it's not about that. No. It can't be. I mean, it can be if you want, mm-hmm. but how boring is that? Blah. And you're also not getting that maybe that social impact that you're trying to make either like climate change or some important issue. Right. Just think that's really, really cool for for your listeners who don't know. I just love that you uh, are at Assumption College, which is, you know, figures really large in my life. My uncle, my beloved uncle, who's no longer with us, is Michael O'Shea, who um, was an English professor at Assumption for many, 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 many years. And um, his wife, my aunt, was a librarian there. And my cousin went to college there. And it just, it's so funny that you randomly stumbled across me not knowing mm-hmm. any of that, right? I, it's so funny how we're all connected. Yeah. I just think that that's really cool. And it made my heart leap out of my chest when I saw your text that said Assumption. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> What in the world? And I think I I think I would love to know mm-hmm. how you see your podcast and your work as a creator because that's essentially what you are. You know mm-hmm. that like you're a creator. How how you see that in terms of the bigger world picture? I think for the podcast itself it's a way to inspire either actors artists underground artists even and have a platform for them to be like okay so this person did this and i can take this away from that episode okay in this article they discussed x y and z this can be applied to me currently because of a b and c and being able to have that platform but not just that having that essentially resource because once i get deeper and get more questions asked it would be helpful to the listeners to be able to be like okay i can resonate with this but with this one i can maybe say how can this relate to me in some way mm-hmm. yeah you're giving people um like a roadmap essentially mm-hmm. and it's an incredible service and did you ever see yourself as like, I mean, you made the jump from from food service essentially, right? To to this, did you ever think, you know, gosh, I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna help people be better versions of themselves? Did you ever wake up one day and be like, that's what I want to do? Um, I mean, I think from a young age that it was instilled in me to always be that person that helped, but I don't mm-hmm. think that it would have come to this, because I don't. Over like the past couple of years, I don't think I would have ever became a content writer if it wasn't for transferring when I did to not knowing anybody and then 
writing and then essentially going from that to podcasting. That's incredible, right? We don't know where life is going to take us. No, it's really interesting. And it's going to be interesting once I graduate to see either A, how I can help people, or B, who I've helped, or even C, where it's going to take me. Right, right. And and the great thing about it is that you're doing it now. Mm-hmm. You're starting it now. It's going to be a great thing for you to graduate with essentially a body of work that you can share and say, listen, this is, this is, I've already done this. Mm-hmm. How can I turn, how can I put this on a wider, wider stage? How can I, how can I help, you know, your organization, if you're going to an organization, mm-hmm. um, to increase their reach. And it's, it's actually really, really cool. And, um, good on you. Cause you're only a junior. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, well, this has been great. Thank you so much for for having me on this morning. It's my pleasure. 